John chapter 1, verse 43, And the day following Jesus would go forth into Galilee, and find a Philip, and said unto him, Follow me. Now Philip was a Bethsaida in the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip findeth Nathanael, and said unto him, We have found him, of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, now see this, see this sarcasm here? Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said unto him, Come and see. And Jesus saw Nathanael coming in him and said unto him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee when thou was under the fig tree, I saw thee. And Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Because I said unto thee, I saw thee under the fig tree, believest thou, thou shalt see greater things than these. And he said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you shall see heaven opening, and angels of God ascending and descending Upon the Son of Man, let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch hearts, lift us up, and encourage us. Help us to be what we need to be, Father. And we just thank you for what you've done. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. In this passage of Scripture, we see Jesus starting his earthly ministry. Before he did one single miracle, Jesus started calling disciples unto himself. He called them and said, follow me. He said to Peter, and I will make you, make you fisher of men. And that was something that Peter could understand because Peter was a fisherman. Jesus called these men to himself and they began to follow him. In verse 43, he calls Philip. And, and Philip finds Nathaniel. And Philip brings Nathaniel to Jesus. And we some, see something begins to happen. Uh, Nathaniel said to Philip, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? And we see the start, start seeing the skepticism that uh, uh, Nathaniel has. And it's revealed here because Philip said, We found him. I found the one. And he said, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? We, we, we spiritually recognize the Bible said that while there was on their way to him, going to him, Jesus looked at him and said, And is it right, indeed, in whom is no guile? Then we see the sovereignty of the Lord. And Jesus said, when you run to the fig tree, I saw thee. Do you realize Jesus was not present when Nathaniel was under the fig tree? But Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree. I saw you there. And in that moment, Nathaniel looked at him and said, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the king of Israel. What was he saying was, I recognize your sovereignty. I, I recognize there's something special about you. Surely you are the son of God. Man, that's something we ought to recognize today, that he is the son of God. He is uh, the sovereignty of God. We ought to recognize that. We see the, the hand of God throughout our lives. We see the hand of God all over this world. And yet sometimes we just don't give Him the honor that He is due to Him. 
Nathaniel said, you are the son of God. And Jesus says, that's no big deal of me revealing myself to you. Stick around. I've got something bigger and better to show you. Nathaniel, you'll see greater things than this. If you think me standing here talking with you, you've got another thing coming. Can I say, when you visit the Holy One, when you get in the presence of the Holy One, something's going to happen. When Jesus comes on the scene, something is going to happen. Jesus said, you think it's a big deal by me making myself revealed unto you? Just because I saw you under the fig tree, he stick, said, stick around a little bit. You're about to see something bigger and better. God is simply looking for an excuse to do in your life to do something great. Can I say that? God is looking for an excuse in your life to do something great today. He said, Nathaniel, you will see greater things than these. Jesus is telling him, I got bigger things for you to see. He said, Nathaniel, don't stop now. Don't stop now. Too many people give up on God. Can I say to you that God has a desire to do something in your life today? God has a desire to do something big in your life. You can either jump on the wagon or you just keep doing your thing on your own. You keep doing it your way. You get as stubborn as an old mule that digs his heels in and says, I'm not going to go that far. I've gone far enough with God that I want to go. Jesus looked at Nathaniel and said, you're about to see something great. And said, don't stop now. God wants to do something great in your, this place here. God wants to do something great in your heart. God wants to do something great in your family. Yeah. So don't stop now. Yeah. Nathaniel could have looked at Jesus and said, I, I've already seen the best already. You've done something to me. You saw me under the fig tree. I, I, I was under the fig tree. That, that was great right there. That, that's done it for me. That You showed something about, to me about yourself. And I, I've, I've gone as far as I want to go with you. I've gone as far as I'm willing to go with you. Because if I go any further than what I'm going now, it's going to cost me something. Can I tell you this? this? The day that I gave myself to the Lord, it hasn't cost me anything. In fact, I've gained some things. I've not lost a thing. And I've got everything to gain with Him. That, that's why I want to keep following Him. Don't stop now. 
It's not time to give up on God. It's not time to give up on faith. It's not time to throw in the towel. We're too close to see God doing something great, not only in our church, but in our lives and our families and all those things that are around us. It's not time to give a devil an ear to satisfy him that we're going to, and he'll get you saying, well, I, it's just as far, I've gone as far as I want to go with God. One of the worst things we can do as a church is get satisfied where we're at. Say, God, I've, I've gone farther enough with you. Uh, I think we're just going to do it on our own now. And I believe a lot of churches gotten to that point. Uh, they're saying they're going to do it on themselves. Uh, they don't need the power of God, the wisdom of God, or the presence of God anymore. They say, we're going to do it on ourselves. I say, no, we need the presence of God every moment of our lives. We need Him. So don't stop. So many people give up on God right before God does that one great big thing in their lives. And I've seen them. They've struggled and they, they, they were weary, broken down. And, and you know God has got something great around the bend for them. But then if they just throw the towel in and says, I cannot do this anymore. Don't stop. Let me give you three quick things on why you should not stop and give up on God. Don't stop because there is a mighty God with a master plan. Amen. I've seen people quit on God just before God does something big in their life. Can I tell you, we serve a God, a big God. The Bible said His right hand has spanned the heavens. That's bigger than the world. God's hand is big enough and we serve a mighty God. That ought to give you some encouragement that we, we serve a mighty God that controls everything in our life today. He has a plan for you and I. You see, I'm going through a lot of stuff. I'm going through some problems. I have issues in my life. I've got things wrong. We still serve a mighty big God. I, I see God is bigger than our problems. God is bigger than our issues. God is bigger than our, even our lives. We serve a big God. There's a mighty big God with a master plan for us tonight. I'd be worried tonight if it was left up me to stir the ship that I'm on. And I know there's a mighty God in heaven that has not surrendered his authority. It may look like everything has fallen apart, but there is a God in heaven that has not surrendered his throne at any time, anywhere, any place. His power is not limited tonight. The only time His power is limited is what limitation we put on His power. God knows what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen to you tomorrow because He's already in your tomorrow making a way for you in your tomorrow. But we give up on God today so we don't want to make our tomorrows. 
His power is not limited. I'm just saying don't stop now. We've got a God in heaven who's big, whose hand spans the heavens. He knows more about our future than we know about ourselves. He knows more about us than we can ever imagine. Don't stop now. He, he, he is, his plan is never failing. My plans fail. Your plans fail. The greatest plans of man, they fail. But God's plans never fail. There are things that I've tried and failed, but God cannot fail. Let me say this. If God fails this thing for me this time, that would be the first time God has ever failed me. But He's not going to fail me. We serve a never failing God. We serve a God that's in control. I can trust Jesus has never failed to meet my needs. Uh, we serve a big God. And He's in control. Don't stop now. He's saying if you think you've seen something big now, just hold on. There's some bigger things coming down the road. There's bigger things ahead of us than what we've seen and what we have seen. Don't stop because we serve a mighty big God with a big plan. Don't stop now because there is a miracle in the making. I imagine when Jesus looked at Nathaniel and they locked eyes. And Jesus said, you think you've seen big things now. You know what happened just a few verses later in this chapter? Jesus does his first miracle. He turned water into wine. And I imagine about that, it probably didn't meant a whole lot to anybody else, but I imagine it meant a lot to Nathaniel. Nathaniel said, I've seen some great things, but <laughs> I'm seeing even greater things now. But I've seen people stop short of God's miracles in their life. Yeah. From God doing something big in their life. Don't stop now because there's a miracle in the making in your life. You may be looking for that healing. There's a miracle on the way. You may be in the pits of hell. There's a miracle on the way. You may be in that valley. There's a miracle on the way. You may need a healing. There is a miracle on the way. Don't stop now. No matter what you're going through, don't stop now. Just stay faithful. Don't get out of church. Don't let the devil have an ear in your life when you just say, I'm going to just go ahead and quit. It's tough right now. What I'm going through is tough. It's getting hard about what I'm going through. It's getting harder. I'm going to go ahead and quit. Don't stop now because there's a miracle in the making in your life. I don't know about you tonight, but I desire to see God do something big in my life. I, I desire to see God do some big stuff in this church. I, I don't want to be an average Christian. I, I don't want to be an average preacher. 
I want to see God do a miracle in my heart in this church. I want to see God do something great and mighty so people are going to find out that they just stopped too quickly on God and gave up on God before God was able to act on the miracle in their life. We, we got to the point we figure God can't do anything in our lives. reason why? Because we try to do it for God. And when we fail, we blame God. That Why did you let me fall? You cannot live the Christian life on your own. You need the power of God in your life. You may be looking for a healing. You can't do it on own. You need the power of God in your life. Don't stop now. We've given so many people giving up on God. Don't stop because he's a mighty God with a master plan. Don't stop now because there's a miracle in the making. Can I tell you, don't stop because there's a multitude that needs saving. I, I looked at those people today, and you look at them, you know... 75% of them are not church people. They don't go to church. They don't spend time in the Word of God. They don't spend time in prayer. And yet they sat here and had a smile on their face, and joy in their heart, and walked out the door, shook my hand. Great service, great this, great play. I, I, I need to come back, but yet you'll never see them again. There, there is a community outside these doors that needs saving, that's hurt and undone. They're in the bottle somewhere. They're in a drug pit somewhere. They're homeless on the street somewhere. They're out there needing God's help, and we've got to take the Word of God to them. They need a hand. They need the Lord. He can mend the broken hearts. He can pull them out of the drug-induced world. He can get them out of that vile uh, circumstances they're in. Those that are dying because of sin, sick life, He can pull them out of there. People need the Lord. Are you sharing Him with the world today? Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. The Bible teaches, and I believe this wholeheartedly, that sometimes we entertain angels unaware. I believe God sets us up and says, here's the opportunity, witness to them. Here's an opportunity just to hand them a track. Here's an opportunity to just say, somebody loves you, somebody cares about you. But we walk around without saying a thing about God. Don't stop now. I think about how bad this community needs the Lord. How the people in this community needs the Lord. And I got to thinking God has put us here for a purpose and a reason. And if God has put us here for a purpose and a reason, then we can't stop now. We can't stop now. We got to keep going. That's why I love when somebody says they witness to somebody. 
You're not going to get everybody to come to church when you witness to them. But at least you're doing what God said. Take it to the world. Take it to the outside. Go in all the world and tell them about the gospel of Jesus Christ. When's the last time you witnessed to somebody about Jesus Christ? When's the last time you hand a track out and said, God loves you. God cares for you. We say, God, if you can't do this, I can't do this. But you know what? You're not giving God the opportunity. God can do anything. We put limitations on God. Don't stop now. It's not time to throw in the towel. It's not time to back up. Now in the time in the world that we're living in, now is the time that we to move forward. Like I said this morning, we have the spirit of the lion inside of us that we need to have the boldness to go out in this world and proclaim the name of Jesus in this world today because you are a child of the lion. Amen. I think about those who went on before us that took them to the uh, stakes to be burned and yet they proclaimed the name of Jesus all the way. Thrown to the lion's dens, but yet they proclaim the name of Jesus all the way. We get upset because it's too cold, too hot, too comfortable, seats too hard. No. Don't stop now. It's not time to stop. Now it's time to move forward. Have the boldness of God. This world outside needs you. Young people in your schools, you need to be a witness. You need to be a witness. It, it might not come to you. They might not be your friends after you tell them about it. But let me tell you what, you've done them the right thing to do to tell them about God. Tell them what Jesus had done for you, what Jesus can do for them. What he'd done for one, he can do for others. And if you're not telling them, then you're making the mistake. Be bold. Christians, be bold tonight. It's not time to stop. It's not time to give up. Because he's got something greater for us. He's got a miracle in the making for you and I. It's time to be more boldness in the God at night. It's not time to quit. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. God's got it in control. Can you imagine that? The whole world in his hands. 